Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World Podcast. I am your host, John Jordan, and uh, joining me this week is uh, Stefan Vogler, who is the uh, Managing Director of German developer Sipsoft. How's it going, Stefan? Hi, great. Thank you. Thank you for having me Good. here. So um, we are going to have a really interesting chat um, because you guys have been working on um, what I think is, is a pretty interesting uh, blockchain game. Um, not really secretly, you, but, but you kind of, uh, you've been kind of quietly working on what is, it, what is it, I think, quite a different product to many of the things we're seeing. So we'll get into that. But before we do so, we, uh, we need to know more about, about you and, and gaming and blockchain. So can you give us a, a brief summary of, um, of your gaming slash blockchain history certainly so um yeah um well i'm i'm ceo and co-founder of sipsoft uh, we're a german de developer um who's um, um developing and running online games for a very long time we um uh, well we are running classic online games not blockchain games until now so uh, that's new for us and our most successful title is called tibia it's a uh, old-style 2D classic fantasy MMORPG, uh, and it's online for more than 20 years now. So I I'm doing this, this kind of stuff for a very long time, and uh, TV is still very successful. We have a quarter million active users, and um, the game generated uh, more than $100 million revenue in its lifetime, And uh, but, but still, this year is now our, probably our most successful year ever. So we're still very happy with the game. At the same time, we're constantly looking for new ideas and experimenting with, with, with new concepts. And uh, so, yeah, we are now developing also for a couple of years a blockchain game, which we just released basically and will be um, uh, announced with a big marketing campaign in September. I've been in the game space um maybe not quite as long as you but but for a fairly long time and i've been kind of surprised how how um what i thought i thought blockchain would be very interesting for games companies partly because games companies are hopefully quite innovative about new technology and partly because i think blockchain is very interesting in 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 the new features it can provide but generally i found blockchain games uh, blockchain uh, sorry games companies have not been <laughs> have been not been not either not been very interested in blockchain or 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 have actively uh, been quite negative towards it so 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 how how come you guys are one of the few you know experienced game companies who have been successful just making you know what what we're now called like standard non blockchain games but but you're being quite active in in coming up with your own blockchain game how, where did the blockchain bit come from yeah that, that's a good question so I, I can totally I totally agree with you that many um, Game companies, classic game companies, um, uh, are reluctant to to look at the blockchain technology. But yeah, well, for, for me, uh, I first stumbled across Bitcoin uh, a long time ago, uh, 2012. I looked it up, um, so it's it's quite some years ago. I think I read about it in in the Financial Times. <laughs> at that time, I bought a couple of bitcoins for ten dollars each. Uh, I think I should have bought more, but. <laughs> Unfortunately not, and uh, but uh, that was that was the time when I uh, first really um, um, looked more into detail what what Bitcoin is, and I was fascinated with tech and began to play around with it. And um, I learned about smart contracts and what you can do with them. Uh, that was way before Ethereum, so it, it was really really early, and um, in. I think in 2013, 14, 
I experimented with the idea of tokenization of digital assets. So um, I, I did some experiments there with, with in, the, in the digital art business. Um, and uh, I think it was 2015 when I realized that there's a huge potential for, for the combination of online gaming and blockchain tech. So um, uh, that was the time when I really thought, wow, um, this will be huge if, if it's done right. And um, uh, I think it took me another year to figure out lots of questions, how to do it, and also clearing up some legal issues uh, which are involved. And um, in 2017, we started to actually work at Sipsoft uh, on the game itself and all the technology. And it took us quite some time to, to finally release the game. So yeah. kind of history that, that um, I, I guess the people who are in the space seem to have gone through. A lot of people kind of got interested early on and, and then kind of kicked around the idea on a more kind of personal level. Um, and then kind of gradually, as, as, as the kind of industry has grown, um, kind of delved in. What, what's different, I think, about your experiences? A lot of people obviously were interested in, in Bitcoin back in the day. And then for a lot of people, Ethereum came along and that was... That was when, um, yeah, it seemed to become much, you know, a much, much more uh, kind of functioning blockchain technology that was easy to access. Um, but you guys, and, and I don't know if this is because you are kind of, if I can call you kind of hardcore German PC developers, <laughs> um, but you, you guys have not chosen the Ethereum route. So can you explain a little bit about how you, you're, you're kind of thinking around what blockchain you 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 have kind of arrived with to, to launch your first product? Yeah, well, first of all, why why have we been open to, to the technology while others are not? Um, I think the reason is our experience in online gaming um, and uh, our, our uh, old game Tibia. Um, it's, it's a game which is very competitive and there has always been um, a very big market black market for for virtual assets in the game and um it really is a black market because we um uh, had no chance to really support it in the past um because um whenever two people want to exchange an, an uh, virtual asset and uh, the other party wants to pay for it you you need some kind of escrow service in between because you've got this trust problem yeah and um uh, the, the problem is if you want to be an escrow service um, uh, for, for these kind of deals, you will you will need a banking license. <laughs> so that that's the reason why we why we never have supported it. And um, what I realized at some point that um, a blockchain is a technology which fixes this. So it's it's possible for two players to um to, to trade items for for real value for digital currency uh, without us um, having to serve as a as a as an as, as kind of escrow service so um, and that's that's a huge potential that we that I instantly saw back then that you can really make a game develop a game where all the the, the belongings of the players can be traded freely between the players um, and um, you don't get into all these legal problems, which which you usually would have. So, um, and um, I think we have a very thorough understanding uh, at, in our company of of, of these um, of, 
of the value of digital assets. Yeah, because uh, we are running our game for more than 20 years and uh, there are characters worth uh, many thousand euros and items worth many thousand euros or, or dollars. And uh, people are trading them day by day, every day, uh, without our support. And, uh, and even if, even though there are many risks involved, if they do this. And um, so, yeah, so the idea was to create a game uh, where everything you have, you really, it's really your belongings. It's, it has real value and you can trade it whenever you want. That's, that's the vision for the game, basically. And um, yeah, we, we were looking into a, a platform where we can start it. And the time when we began thinking about it, there was only Bitcoin. So uh, Ethereum was in its infancy and uh, um, uh, uh, there was only Bitcoin. So it was natural for us to, to make all our plans based on Bitcoin. And um, now the question arises, so what, why is it on Litecoin now? Well, in 2016, 2017, uh, we saw that uh, transaction fees will be, that's a scaling issue basically with Bitcoin. We all know um, there are only very, there's only a very limited number of transactions which you can have on, on Bitcoin. And uh, so we were, um, and, and the result is that the transaction fees are too high on Bitcoin. You cannot really create a game based on many transactions and you have to pay for each transaction on Bitcoin. That was not possible. So we were looking for alternatives and uh, the, the, the most natural solution for us was to switch to Litecoin, basically. And um, uh, uh, Litecoin is still, well, the good thing about Litecoin is it's very popular. So uh, many, many users are out there who are using Litecoin. Uh, the transaction fees are very low and um, there are no other games out there. So we will be the first one or we are the first one on the Litecoin blockchain. I never, never really know if that's an advantage or not to, to be the, the first one to do it. So I'm like, why has no one else done it? <laughs> yeah, we will see. Yeah. But I guess it's, what's interesting about it is, is that everyone else has kind of taken an approach that is much more, uh, not everyone, but the vast majority of people are using Ethereum or kind of that, that kind of smart contract type, type approach um, in which generally speaking, yes. they will have most of their kind of game logic not on the blockchain because uh, it's very hard to do on Ethereum. Um, and, and so they have like a centralized kind of element and then a blockchain element, which is typically typically for the, um, you know, for the security uh, measures around NFTs um, and NFT trading. Whereas what's different in, in something like Litecoin and in some of the other solutions, there's, there's some people, there's one team's using uh, Bitcoin SV um, and some other kind of similar blockchains. So the Zaya blockchain is kind of like a, a Bitcoin fork, um, which is which has, has everything on, on, on chain. Um, but it's a slightly different approach, I, th I think. So, um, and, and also, the, I guess there is this issue with, with Ethereum uh, and other uh, smart contract wallet uh, blockchains. It, it's kind of, in some ways, it's easy because people just need to kind of create a wallet and they don't really worry too much about, yeah, yeah that's how they interact with the blockchain. Whereas, whereas with, as far as I understand it, with Lightbringer, um, you know, you, you're basically having to sync everything to the blockchain every time before you start because it, that's what it needs to do to work. So, so you you have that kind of extra complexity, and and I guess to to degree the, the data size as well, because you're having to, um, you know, do these sync to what's going on 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 the broader blockchain. Yeah. Well, 
yeah, the, the thinking is necessary. So um, uh, even though the game is, is fully decentralized, so we don't need any central service for the game. The game is really only based on the blockchain. But at the same time, of course, as you as you just said, um, it um, uh, has a huge performance impact if every time the whole blockchain has to be synced. Yeah. So. What we did is um, we have um, uh, some proxy servers which you can optionally use. And usually you probably, the default is it's turned on. And um, so it speeds up the, the, the starting time um, enormously of, of the client. So it's, it's not real, really a problem. Um, and um, at the same time, it's completely safe. So there are no private keys exchanged or anything. So your private key is always on your side, never, never on server side or something. It's just a proxy service which speeds up everything. And uh, I think that's, that's the only compromise we had to make to, 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 to get a good performance for, for the game. But it's, um, if you try it, you will find out uh, it, it starts up uh, fairly fast. It's, mm, I think it's good. good. So let's um, dig into a bit more um, about the game. So obviously you have you had this 20 years of experience kind of running these uh, kind of very detailed um, kind, of, um, kind of RPG type, type games. Um, so is that because that's your experience, you've kind of gone for an RPG or did you feel it fit, fitted the blockchain better or um, what was the kind of thinking behind the actual kind of game that you wanted to do on the blockchain? Yeah, so of course there's a, there's a big difference between um, our, our, our game Tibia and Lightbringer. So Tibia is a, is a real-time game uh, where you play on, on online servers all the time. And uh, you, you have uh, many, many, many small interactions. Um, and uh, what we needed for, for Lightbringer is that, that the game is really um, uh, separated into, into single turns you are playing. Basically, these are the transactions you, you commit to the blockchain. So every, every action uh, you have in the game will be a transaction on the blockchain. And um, so the, the gameplay must be different from, from a classic RPG. So we really asked ourselves, um, what, what's, what's probably the core of an RPG, um, which makes you play the game for a long time and, and, and what's, what's the motivation behind it? And we really broke it down into, into um, the, the basic concept of um, you have heroes, characters, which you send on a quest in a dungeon until they return and have some loot with them and have new experience and can level up and progress. And um, uh, that's, also, that's also the very basic concept we can see in Tibia since 20 years that will keep the players retained in the game and, and keep them excited about the game, that they will advance, have progress, and uh, collect value, valuable items, assets, better characters, and uh, that's also that's that's the same the same is true for Lightbringer. So in Lightbringer, uh, the concept of the game is you create a character, you send them on a quest which you choose with the equipment you choose, and uh, the, the the character will return with items and stuff and will progress. And um, while you are doing this again and again. Um, your, your character and your items will get more and more valuable. And the beauty of, is, of, 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 all, of, it, of all of this is that you can, they will have real value because, because you can trade them every, anytime you want. You can really trade them for Litecoin. So, and that's, that's a basic concept 
Um, uh, and even if you don't sell your items and characters, you still have this feeling of true value because you could that sell them if you wanted to, but probably you won't. You, you will it will keep playing. But it, it gives the, the whole game uh, a complete uh, new feeling, which you don't have in games which you are only playing for fun. So uh, yeah, so that's that's from our perspective the the USP of the game. And you launched um, the game or kind of the beta version of the game on, on the Litecoin uh, testnet um, earlier this year. Yes, um, and and it seemed to you seem to gain quite a bit of interest from that. I, I mean, I guess because you have this very you know long history and and you have these you know probably hundreds of thousands of, of, of players who have played your games in the past. Um, and so I guess they're interested in what you're doing, even if they're nece- not necessarily interested in blockchain. I mean, what, what, what kind of was the reaction when you when you kind of told people you were making this game and, and tried to get them to, to play the test version? Yeah, so of course we are aware that right now the, the um, uh, well... The audience for such a game is pretty small because uh, you need people who are used to cryptocurrency. Otherwise, they they don't really get get the the, the reason for playing it. So they must use they must use to cryptocurrencies, and at the same time, they must be interested in online gaming. And um, uh, right now, it's still a, a fairly small audience, I guess. Um, but um, uh, we were surprised to see that uh, really there are even now and even in the testnet, there have been quite a few people who were excited about the project and realized the, the, the idea behind it. And um, it's not so much our, our um, old players from the old games. Um, it's, we see more new players we, we, we can get. And especially in the Litecoin community, there uh, is quite some excitement, uh, which we found um, uh, because um, it's 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 a it's a real application for the blockchain, and the the old classic blockchains don't really have well they have no real smart contracts and they have no no special D apps usually. So um, actually, Charlie Lee contacted us, uh, the, the founder of Litecoin, and um, um, uh, was fascinated by the project. So which really um, we're happy to see. So, um, yeah, we, we think that um, we will see quite some attention from, from the Litecom community. Um, and uh, if, 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 if there will, players will come from there, and if there are players and players are, um, are playing there, then we probably will see also more gamers which come from the, from the normal gaming, online gaming space and are not, not so much in cryptocurrency. Yeah, I guess it's, it's one of those interesting kind of things um that that kind of how how kind of users are kind of driven to it to something that is quite complicated and, and i guess you know as, as you say to, to begin with that there are probably quite a lot of people who who have litecoin <laughs> who yeah. probably bought some litecoin as an investment not, not done terribly well out of it yes. <laughs> and, then, and then actually you know even if it's just they've got some litecoins knocking around in a wallet that they can just basically otherwise they have to sell it and now they can actually do something fun with it i mean that, that would be an interesting right. sort, sort of um group and I guess there, there then is the other group, um, assuming that the kind of game does well and, and 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 people are enjoying it, and then you always get you know the first success stories of people who who sold some items or people say are oh, making money, and then and then you kind of get those communities who then teach teach their friends, you know, yes, how to overcome the chat the technical challenges, whether it's a blockchain thing or a non-blockchain thing. There's always techn- there's always people who can't download the thing or can't get it to work oh. or how do you sign up, and and as soon as there's money involved, obviously those things can 
accelerate quite quickly. So I guess it will be interesting to see how those two um, different audiences kind of interact and, and, and kind of combine together. Of, of course, it's it's a it's a big experiment. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not naive. So of course, um, we will see how good it turns out. But um, um, of course, yeah, there are no other Litecoin games. But this also means we are the only one. So um, yeah, it's it's a good and a bad thing at the same time, I guess. In terms of um, you know, I, I played quite a lot quite a lot of the beta, and you kind of and that was a sort of slightly different experience because obviously it was on a test net. So you basically you know, you, you got given a whole bunch of kind of test money. And so you weren't really spending your own money and, 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 and you could kind of play around with things in, in a slightly different way. Um, uh, but but equally, it was kind of, you kind of realized, um, you know, you, you're probably going through things quicker because you could just create characters. And, and, and you know, it's quite, it's kind of nice. You, you basically have the, the typical RPG situation where you have three different character classes. And then when you when you evolve them to the first level, you can then choose different specializations within that, so you can you know kind of kind of build out the ones the kind of characters you want. Um, but in terms of compared to a, a non blockchain RPG, you know you would say it was you know as you say it's, it's an experimental game and it was quite kind of feature light. So I just kind of wonder how are you just doing this as an experiment to see how it works, or do you have kind of a roadmap to go? We're going to build out things. I mean, obvious things that weren't in there would be like things like alliances that you would tend to expect in these kind of games um is that is, is that expecting too much to make it to have a blockchain game that has all the features of a non-blockchain game uh it depends on the features so um yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, i think well, we, have, we have still lots of ideas which we which we can add to the game uh even later on it's it's absolutely possible um um yeah it, it depends on the feedback of the players so um uh, it just started basically that we get feedback from the players what they are looking for and there are there are also a few missing features um, that we know of that will uh, be implemented um, until end of the year especially leaderboards and um, and the possibility to inspect other characters of other players this feature is is missing right now and it, it's 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 uh, really needed so that's what what we're currently working on, and it will be released uh, during the next months. Um, so uh, th there are still some things coming up, and um, after that, um, we know that it's a good idea for an, for a game which is online to really to listen to the community and to to listen what the what the players want. And we are absolutely prepared to invest more money to to realize the wishes of the players. So that's that's what we want to do. So we we start now. And we will see if it gets traction and how many players will come and what they want. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, not so much in this game, the way you've got kind of structured, but but it seems like one of the things, um, one of the kind of criticisms I think some gamers have about blockchain or even some game designers have about it is, is that you obviously, you're creating a, um, or it's very hard to, to, to not have a kind of play to win mentality because obviously uh, people are, everything in the game, particularly your game, everything in your game um, is tradable. Everything has a price. So potentially people with a lot, you know, it's very hard for, for just a, you know, a good, a, a good player of a game to compete with someone with a lot of money yes. um, because they can just, the person with a lot of money can just buy all the stuff. And, and, and obviously culturally that's different in places like in, in Asia, play to win is, is kind of seen as the way you have to do it. If you want to get someone to spend a lot of money in a game, then they have to feel like, <laughs> you know, they're going to win um, a bit different in the West, but, but how more generally, I guess, how, how do you think, how do, you, how do you think we can design around those kind of problems? Um, or is it just the way it's going to, you know, blockchain games will always have a bit, a bit more of that kind of play-to-win element because that's that's how they work. 
Yes, well, this also relates to our experience with, with online gaming in general. So uh, what, what, what we've seen is that um, um, players are uh, more and more accepting the concept of um, um, you can either spend time or money in online games. So, um, uh, and, and well, in the early days of Tibia, players also were very um, focused on um, uh, it's only it's only okay to spend time, not money. But um, you know, the game is now twenty years old, and uh, players are getting older, and. Um, uh, players who have started as teenagers are now uh, fathers and mothers and have a job and uh, they have usually they have money and no time. <laughs> Still, they want to play and compete with the other players. And um, uh, what we found is that uh, nowadays it's uh, totally accepted in the game to, um, uh, to, to compensate a lack of time with money, basically. So, um, uh, of course, there are there are certain player groups who who, who don't want to have to don't want this to happen. But um, in the end, I think um, the whole industry is moving in a, in a direction for online gaming that it will be more and more acceptable to. Um, well, to invest money instead of time. And um, uh, the blockchain technology is, is, a, is a perfect platform for that, basically, from yeah. my perspective. And um, and I guess another thing I think some game developers, you know, are rightly kind of concerned about is is having, having using a blockchain really changes the business model. Because at the moment, you kind of, you make a game and, and there's some game items and, and you create some game items and people kind of buy them and then you create a new set of game items and and people come and buy them, and you know, you have kind of battle passes where every month there's, there's new stuff and you take away the old stuff and can't get it anymore and you have to get new stuff. And, and obviously, um, blockchain takes that away because once you've created something, then it's always there and yes. and, and and players are going to trade it amongst themselves and, and <laughs> that's at least going to reduce the ability to you, for you to sell them more stuff. And, and when they trade amongst themselves, you don't get that money. Um, yes. So how do, you, how do you see, maybe not again for this product because it may be a bit more experimental, but how do you see that changing the business of being a game developer because you're handing a lot of control to the players or you know a lot of the flows um, um I, I think in, in in online games the the economy within a game gets more and more important uh, nowadays so um <laughs> that's a quote it's a uh, it's the economy stupid <laughs> and it's it's really true also for online games i think um, um it's absolutely important for the for the long-term success of a game to think about the implications of um, of your assets in the game, how much they get into the game, under what circumstances they get into the game, how players are using it, and um, uh, where all this value in the end will will flow into. What's what's the sink basically? And um, you absolutely need uh, to think about the economy in a blockchain-based game. So that, that's very important and. Um, uh, yeah, so we have a lot of experience with that um, from from our online game Tibia. So um, I think um, in many respects we know what we're talking about, but at the same time, um, of course, Lightbringer will add this uh, this real value to everything. So it will be um, it will be quite competitive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, 
yeah, it's it, it's exciting, I think, and uh, many players will will feel the same. Um, and uh, yeah, we were determined to, to to get the best out of it. Will you be taking a kind of a fee for for trading? Yes, no, that's the one approach. Okay, so 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 the way you're in long term generate money is, is basically you're you're being encouraging players yes. to do more trading. Yes, because because you'll take a very small slice, but if there's enough trades, then that will kind of be equivalent to you just selling things. Absolutely. So you, you can see this with all these uh, blockchain-based games that the real value comes from 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 trading. And uh, you, you can take a, a fairly small fee of a few percent and um, uh, uh, traders won't mind this fee because it's very small. But at the same time, this will make uh, the, the, the main part of your revenue you're doing. So yeah, so a fee for trading is is a central aspect of the whole of the whole business model. Mm. And I guess it, it is interesting because it does then, as you if you've mentioned several times, kind of force you to think kind of kind of long term about how you do those. Because in the short term, obviously, you're having to invest in the team and, and all the work to get the game done. But potentially, you know, over the long term, you over you know if you, over twenty years, you know, you you can actually have these very profitable kind of games, and you're not actually actually having to do potentially much kind of additional kind of uh, development work on them because the economy is being self-perpetuated by the players and you're just kind of so it is a different model but i think it can be um done correctly it can be kind of in, in some ways more lucrative than the current models which because i think the current models is, is you're always spending time putting in more content and doing new you know doing things all the time to keep people spending Whereas in this in this thing, the spending is kind of driven by the players themselves. They don't necessarily need the developer to. Do Absolutely, that. yeah. So also our our um, revenue from from Tibia does not come from um, uh, selling content. So um, uh, creating content and selling it is is actually a very hard business, and um, you won't make much money with it. So um, what you really need is. Um, a competitive environment within the game so that, that players are competing with each other. And um, at the same time, you need an economy uh, in the game. And um, uh, with, with this setup, um, there will be a huge demand for, for progress, basically. And um, of course, you have to, you have to be careful. It, it, you cannot... Um, Make it too easy for players to um, just pay money to win, yeah. But um, um, to a certain degree, and if it's done right, it's it's totally accepted by the players. Excellent. So we're coming to the end. Um, um, kind of a, a, few, a few kind of last questions. I mean, one thing I'm interested in, and obviously, I guess you probably can't ask this now because the game's not properly launched and you haven't gone through all that sort of stuff. But um, do, do you think now you you would make the decision to to launch on something like Litecoin? That you did, you know, a few years ago, or now? Do you think that the kind of these smart contract platforms like Ethereum and and other and other newer ones um, would would be what you would now choose if you were doing it? <laughs> yes and no. Um, uh, of, of course, um, the, the, the the newer blockchain um, uh, blockchains like Ethereum and so on, um, their uh, smart contract functionality. Uh, would be very helpful and would uh, would have solved a lot of problems, which we have solved the hard way, <laughs> I would say. Um, but at the same time, they have not fixed the scaling problem. So uh, as you can see, Ethereum now also has transaction fees uh, of $4 and, and, and more. And um, so, um, well, if we would be 
Ethereum-based, we could not start now. <laughs> yeah? So actually, I'm glad that we are, we are on, on Litecoin and not, and not on, on Ethereum. So uh, uh, that, that's a good part about being on a blockchain, which is not filled up by thousands of other D-apps. But um, in the future, uh, while Ethereum is working on, on version 2, if they really manage to... Um, to, to uh, well, fix the, the the scaling problem. Um, we will we would certainly um, uh, next time base a new game on on, on something like Ethereum 2.0. So uh, that would probably the the, the the better choice. But uh, right now um, uh, the transaction fees are a, a bigger problem. And um, yeah, we, we will see what the technology. Will bring us in the future, and um, if there if if there are really good scaling solutions um, uh, coming up, yeah. I, I'm not sure. And, and I guess more more generally, um, how do you, how do you see kind of blockchain uh, and the gaming space kind of coming together? I mean, do you, do you think that at some point, you know, kind of what we've seen over the last twenty years with online, that you know, over the next twenty years, maybe longer, that every game will have blockchain because it's so useful um and and um allows you to do so many different things or do you think um block, block blockchain in games you know it, it only makes sense for, for certain sorts of games so it doesn't make any sense to do like candy crush saga and have a blockchain in that because it's, it's just not the, the game just doesn't doesn't fit that i mean how, how do you see that happening do you think it will be blockchain will take over or blockchain will just remain a kind of like like a niche thing for, for maybe these kind of more core um games I think that for all games where assets are transferable, um, uh, so it, where you have valuable assets in the game um, and you can transfer them to another account, to another player, for all these games, we will see the use of blockchain in the future in, in, in one of the, or the other form, I think. Because um, uh, the, the market is huge, uh, Right now, only a black market exists for these kind of games, and uh, there's a huge business opportunity in it. And I think for these kind of games, um, um, it will be um, standard in the future to have some kind of export feature, export and import feature for uh, for digital assets, for, for, for assets in the game. I, I, I really think this will be very popular in the future. Do you think it... That will take still a long time to to kind of happen. That's that's I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of years, I think. Okay, good. We will leave it at that. Um, thank you very much for your time, Stefan. It's great to uh, talk about uh, the first the first game on on Litecoin. <laughs> yeah, Th thanks for inviting me to talk with you. And um, certainly, uh, we will have we will put all the links to uh, the the game in in the show notes, so people who are interested should uh, can can download it. And I would say I've been playing it um, for a number of months, um, and just think it's very different to other blockchain games. So I, th I think for that for that reason, even if you're not massively into RPGs, which I I actually quite like RPGs as well, so um, but I would recommend um, that uh, people people check that out. Um, and of course, thank you for uh, listening to uh, this uh, podcast um, every week. We are talking to the people who are who are kind of delving into blockchain games and making it this kind of um, fascinating industry. Um, and uh, so, just say, yeah, thank, thanks, thanks, Stefan, for your time.
Thank you. Yeah. You have to, have, to, have to come back in six months or so. Come back to the start of next year, and, and we can we can talk about kind of what you've learned through through doing this uh, experiment. Hopefully, a successful one. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but thanks to uh, all you listeners um, for for listening. Um, come back next week and see what's going on in the world of blockchain games. Thank <laughs> you.